I invite you to bow your head and join me in this opening prayer. Almighty God, your Son, Jesus Christ, was lifted high upon the cross so that he might draw the whole world to himself. Grant that we, who glory in his death for our salvation, may also glory in his call to take up our cross and follow him. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We observe this Good Friday by remembering the seven last words of Jesus. The first word, Luke chapter 23, verse 34. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Even upon the cross, Jesus was focusing on us instead of himself. Here he shows us not only sacrifice, but an example of selflessness. Our sins are being lifted up as Jesus concerned even as he suffers, and we are placed in the audience of the crowd. If Christ can forgive us in this moment, who are we to withhold forgiveness from another? We have been given an example to follow, though it can seem hard at times. We as imperfect beings are prone to hold on to our frustrations and our grudges. But this is our chance and our conviction to let them go. What resentments do we hold on to? And who do we need to forgive? The second word, Luke chapter 23, verse 43. Jesus replied, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus offered grace and mercy to all those who had faith in him, even to a criminal at the end of his life. We are offered this same grace when we put our faith in Jesus. In this, we see Jesus offering forgiveness to one man, but we know it to be a lesson for all of us as well. In this, we have a promise that we too can be forgiven if we have faith. Sometimes this kind of unconditional love can be unfathomable. We may simply have a hard time believing it. We may feel like there are things that we must do, actions that we must take, and goals that we must accomplish to be deserving of this forgiveness. The truth of Jesus, though, is that we are never deserving of this kind of forgiveness. And he does not ask us to do anything. The man on the cross next to him merely offered his faith, and he was forgiven. He did not have to make a public statement or attend a church service before being forgiven. No act could do what Jesus offers. Are there things that we let get in the way of our relationship with Jesus? Do we ever feel like there are things we must do to deserve this love and forgiveness? What requirements might we have put on ourselves that we need to let go of to remember that we are not the highest power, but that we are loved and forgiven by one much higher than ourselves? The third word, 
John chapter 19, verses 26 and 27. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his home. Family can be many things, and we can define it. We have a family that we are born into, a church family, and perhaps a work family. We may have friends that feel like siblings, or role models that have felt like parents or grandparents. We are reminded in this word from Jesus that family is not just the people that we are related to by blood or marriage. We as Christians are called not only to see other Christians as our family, but the whole world as our family. Just as we would care for our sibling or parent, we must care for one another. Here we see an example especially of chosen family in the face of pain and trauma. As we experience hardships, suffering, and loss, it can be easy to feel alone, especially right now. But that is not how we are called to be. We as children of God are taught here to support one another as if they were the relatives that we are the closest to. Are there people that we at times try to push away? Are there those in our lives that we need to reach out to and bring into a relationship? How can we be better siblings in Christ to those whom we encounter? The fourth word, Matthew chapter 27, verse 46. And about three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lima sabachani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Here Jesus' suffering is impossible to ignore. He has taken the weight of our sins as he suffers upon the cross and his sentiment is that of isolation and abandonment. Though we know Jesus to be God as part of the Trinity, even he searches for answers when feeling very distant from God. We can relate to this feeling of being lost and questioning where God is often when we go through hard times. Jesus experiences this hardship at the hands of others, though. He goes through pain because of and for us. What is it like for us when we cannot seem to find God? When we feel pain and are in need, but feel we have been abandoned? What does it mean for us to be the cause of this feeling for Jesus? The fifth word. John chapter 19, verse 28. When Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. Jesus is aware that his life is reaching an end. He comes to fulfill the scriptures as we know that he himself is the fulfillment. Here, this thirst seems very human, but also sadly ironic. The Son of Man in whom we find living water is desperate for something to drink. 
We too know that feeling of thirst. The feeling of lacking something essential that we cannot take care of ourselves. Though Jesus may have been thirsty in a more literal sense, our thirst may be less so. Just as our bodies tell us when we are lacking food and drink, we can feel it in our soul as well when it is thirsty. Only our faith in Jesus, the living water, can quench this thirst. Just as Jesus offered it before to the woman at the well, it is offered to us. Through this last sacrifice of Jesus, we are offered a power that forgives and sustains us. As we remember Jesus' thirst, do we identify with it? Is there something that our soul longs for that we are lacking now? The sixth word, John chapter 19, verse 30. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Jesus came to earth for a time and a purpose, and he knew that time was over. His purpose would be finished on Sunday, but his life was coming to an end. Jesus was willing to make a sacrifice for us in a way that no one else could and that we cannot do for our sins. It is through his death that we are gifted with eternal life. We are told in the Bible that we have nothing to fear because we are redeemed and called by name. Jesus redeems us and reminds us of that in these final words. His life on earth is over and his time here traveling and teaching has ended. While this seems disappointing at first, there is an even more meaningful end to it. These words do not just remind us of the end of Jesus' life, but the end of the struggle between life and death. Through this, Jesus conquers death for our sake. Our sins are forgiven. The question of what will become of us, whether we can be saved, whether we are loved, is finished. When we think of these words, what emotions come to mind? Are these words of Jesus saddening or comforting? Where do we find our assurance? The last word, Luke chapter 23. Verse 46. Then Jesus, crying out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. Jesus leaves us with these last words, one last lesson in his life on earth. As Jesus dies, he knows where his spirit will go. He has already known, which is how he offered the assurance of paradise to the criminal dying next to him. He offered this as an assurance to us, too. Jesus knew the implications of his death. He knew that he was saving us. He greeted death as we ought to as well. Not as something to be feared, but with trust. We can trust that because we have a relationship with God, that our spirits, too, are in divine hands. 
This was the last human experience that Jesus took on. But we are blessed in knowing that there is no pain which we can experience that he does not understand. We are loved by one who wanted to know us and save us so much that he was willing to experience all that we do, even death. Take a moment to focus on your breath and offer a prayer to God with your feelings on this holy day.